are here in the Peacock Lounge. Matt and Evans here. We're doing this classic low-budget episode of The Tap, just passing the phone back and forth to and fro uh, because Matt's phone needs to update its voice uh, app. How's, how's it doing over there? There's a miserable service out here. I can't imagine it's uh, gone very far. Hasn't started. Gods be bad. Yes, raise the phone a little higher over your head. That's going to work. Anyways, we're going to pass the phone back and forth. I'm going to use my newspaper journalistic uh, interview skills. I'm going to set them upon you. What are you grabbing? You're going to grab a bevy right as I start the podcast. You animal. Okay. Well, anyways, for those who do not know, the Peacock Lounge is the empty pool outside of my uh, domicile. The Plex, uh, Steph and I call it, because it is indeed a duplex. But this empty pool uh, was used to be filled with water and childhood memories, Matthew. Childhood memories. We had a basketball hoop. We had Little League uh, after, like, game parties, uh, birthdays. Wow. Just bloody basketball matches. I, you grew up with brothers. A pool with a basketball hoop is uh, bound. There's bound to be be blood in the water. Am I right? No blood, no foul. No blood, no foul. Indeed, sir. But uh, you are no stranger to the tap, sir. We're sitting here in this this empty pool now, bound to be filled with more memories, such as this. Uh, overflowing. overflowing with memories. Um, yeah, welcome back to the tap, sir. How does it feel to be back? Feels great to be here, Sandwich. I think if I left it right here, we'd be able to, if we just kind of lean in on our, on our elbows. So I'm not just, whoa. Oops, sorry, sir. Sorry. Doing silly things. Blowing dirt all over the place. Uh, Matthew, how goes it, sir? We are in the Peacock Lounge. It couldn't be much better than can this, can it? Oh, it's a beautiful day. We just got done playing some disc golf. Great day uh, for disc golf. Sammy's Valley, you uh, had about four hole-in-ones here. I think it was uh, three for five on the last three for uh, five. the last five holes. Uh, as they would say in Spanish, it was increíble. Huh? Huh? Uh, disc golf. When did you first? What? 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 What tickles you about disc golf? Why? Why are you? Why are you throwing this disc piece of plastic golf, around? I, uh, I like the fresh air. Really, uh, kind of a game you can play at your own pace. With a beer kind in hand, no less. A beer in hand. Usually, beers in hand are encouraged. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, typically, it makes your gameplay a little better. Absolutely. Uh, it helps you loosen up a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just like being outside, moving at my own pace. Here we go. Usually with some friends. A little nature. Yeah, a little nature. You got the out dogs out here, a natural hazard we've deemed. Yeah, the dogs maybe need to stay home for the disc golf. I like that uh, Babylon Bee article you sent me. A disc golfer was uh, disqualified from a tournament for having no THC in his urine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you're going to be a uh, PDGA pro, uh, well, you know, you're going to have to bring your A game. Not the B-minus game. That's not going to get you championships. But uh, standard diff- disc golf courses, if people do not know, it's the uh, big metal basket you toss it in, that's the hole. Uh, but around these parts, we have uh, rusty gas tanks, stores, cars, tractors, um, all a bunch of silly <laughs> around the property. And it's, it's called Sam's Valley, Matt, because I walked around with old Sammy Girl, my black lab. Oh, okay. Rest her soul. Walked around, mapped it out, and uh, it was a good afternoon with the old ha- hound dog. Uh, but disc golf, what a hoot. Where is the best disc golf course you've ever played in? 
Oh, best disc golf course I've played in is uh, San Diego. San Diego? Beautiful. How beautiful? Oh, uh, man. I believe like it's Eva 27, 27 holes. Yeah. Uh, some, some hills. Uh... How tall were those hills? The hills were high. So. Oh, as high as uh, Snoop Dogg? Uh, a lot. It was a really challenging course, but it was it was uh, well-maintained. Uh, a lot of long holes, you know, a lot of par four, par fives, 27 how, holes. How many miles would you say you're walking? That's a good distance, 27 uh, holes. Yeah, you're probably doing... It's a lot of holes, Matt. Man, not enough things to put holes. Um, Never. We put some discs in them. Sling that disc. Sling it. Uh, <laughs> you're probably doing a solid five miles. Yeah, yeah. That holes? course would take that course would take you the the better part of an afternoon. Here's a question for you, Matt, and hopefully, if Curly, if you're listening to this, do not do mute it because I'm gonna ask Matt a, a naughty question. Naughty. Listen to the tap, is Curly? Is she? I'm sorry. She no. listens to the tap. Of course she does. Who does? I've heard her listen to it. A Who doesn't listen to the I've tap? I've heard her listen to it. A probably my times. mom's episodes. Shout out to Debbie Gertz. Um, here's the question. So if there's any other family members, here's your warning. Here's, I'm going to start doing this. Whenever there's dirtiness involved, because mom and dad are always bitching it's at me. It's a trigger warning. Think if your, uh, your grandparents are listening. All right, this is a naughty, a naughty warning. Naughty. Naughty, Matthew. So say you are a single Matthew. This is all hypothetical. If you're a single man and uh, 27 holes, say there's a, a beautiful woman, a filthy whore, one might say, a, w- a tavern wench at every... Hole and you had to give her a poke in. Would you be able to finish all 27 holes in the day? Oh, no. I don't think so. 27. I don't think so, sandwich. Hmm. <laughs> what if they're like, maybe there was a time in my life when I was virile enough. Virile. <laughs> I don't think so, sandwich. I feel like uh, I'd make it. I would hope I'd make it to the turn. <laughs> Depends on what the uh, man is. A couple of bogeys in there. <laughs> couple of birdies, maybe. Some early coaches, a bunch of birdies. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, okay, back to reality, as Eminem would say. Uh, you have a beard. How's that working out for you? Works out very well. Do you feel like there's more authority to you? Is it How big of a part of your personality do you owe to the beard? I, I think maybe 40% of my personality. Really? really That's a lot. It. That's I a really lot. Embraced it. Yeah, I, it sounds like it. Uh, does it have a name? No. 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 That's a, weird, that, that's a, that's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> Come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Uh, but it is a per- like, you are not, I'm so used to it, to you with a beard that if it were shaven completely, it would be bizarre. I, I, think I would it, I would I not like I, what I see. I mean, I, think, I already don't like I don't what think, I see. I don't think that you like what you see. No, nobody would. Be like, who this? Where this ten year old? I'm just from? trying to hide behind something. Oh, is that? Oh, it's deeper than that. It's it is your uh, shield upon the world. Uh, this way, I only have to see seventy percent of my face. Why is it say this is such a Joe Rogan question? To be a little older, to have facial hair shows smidge of maturity like how high up you are perhaps in the totem pole or where society puts a premium with beards or facial hair and kind of associating it with prestige perhaps or wisdom like a beard means something like why do we put so much 
so much uh, emphasis on one's facial hair. Say classic, like a beard, mustache. God has a beard. Indiana Jones, like a five o'clock shadow, a little scruff. A little scruff. Luke Skywalker, clean shaven. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I teach their own. Obi-Wan with a beard. Teach their own. Yeah. Does the same Some people's your... facial hair just looks really weird. I bet. Like, uh, here, is this a hot take? family has really <laughs> weird looking. Your dad's the only one that has, like... Yeah, Pops has it together. Full, just has, shows. like, actual facial hair. We, I consider it a disassociation of patches of facial pubes. or just random faction of face pubes. Because it's not real facial hair. It's just kind of weird patches of... I just something it. not put together. Uh, but here's my question for you. Are you ready for it? It's I naughty. Here's it. a naughty, naughty warning. Santa Claus. Great facial hair, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he is clean shaven down below. Like, not a single hair in sight. His balls are whack. Like, everything's waxed. He is clean. No gooch hair either. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah or nay? He's a weird think? guy, yeah. He's, yeah, he's super weird. Super weird. Do you think he has like candy cane to like <laughs> mistletoe tattooed right over his, his wiener? <laughs> like Just right, imagine, imagine right below the sandwich. belly button, he's got just some mistletoe. This. Take Santa Claus. What about him? And just now, just disassociate that person with the name Santa Claus. Oh, if it man. was just it's a great Steve down the block. Oh man. In in his back shed, he kept a bunch of midgets building treehouse, you know, <laughs> birdhouses to give to kids for Christmas. That's a weird dude, man. Climbs down people's chimneys. Sounds like a Mitch. Something Mitch would do. Yeah. Maybe not Steve. More a Mitch. Yeah, more Mitch, of a Mitch. Like, that's like, Mitch is weird as f. Probably has red hair, too. No good. No good comes from red hair. I don't like it. But yeah, facial hair. It's great. Uh, do, you, do you prefer to let your bush just flow out of you, or do you keep that bad boy nice and maintained like a PGA green? Every month or so, I'll keep it in check. Let it know that you're you got your eye on it. Yeah, I've seen a couple gray pubes on myself, Matt. It's scaring me. Uh, well, every uh, once in a while, there's only been like two so far. Knock on wood, <laughs> not my wing. <laughs> Dude, nice. Oh uh, man, what a filthy episode. People, family should not be listening. Books, Children's books. Um, I was back here the other day, recently, and as we stay quiet, hopefully the people back home can hear this. But all the different birds you hear, if you just shut your mouth. They're all speaking. They're talking. Peacock's howling. It's just like how much nature is around us when we really, like, we are on this earth with different creatures and existences, not just people. Like, there's another world going, another reality, if you will, going on around us that has to put up with our reality. We're definitely living in multiple realities like, these animals are trying to kill each other with their faces. <laughs> We're just sitting here and, you know, trying to kill some poontang with my face. Hey! <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that was a great unison. A. I hope Debbie listens. No, she shan't. I've told her there's warnings. <laughs> I've, I've, the trigger has been pulled, all right? There's no... Tell that to Alec Baldwin. So what? Hey! <laughs> Ooh. So what prompted you to want to do a podcast um, this is something I wanted to do. Uh, I had a desire Did to get into... Did it relate to the conversation we were having immediately before you said that? No, I don't think so. But 
like in college I thought I was gonna get into radio I thought it'd be cool I always listened to it growing up and just I was like this is cool but like the, the reality of that industry is to be on the radio is slim to none you do gotta podcast, know somebody, know somebody. Man, doing it right here podcast right here right now it's so easy I mean I do want to set it up, be more consistent on setting up the equipment and making it more top notch. But video is also the future. Like I got to put a lot. There's a lot of editing goes into something like this. I've not been putting in, been putting in the funny sound effects and all the shenanigans, which I really do enjoy. You do, you do need to have like a, a panel of buttons with sound. I'm not effects. sure how to facilitate that. But usually it's more. I, mean, I don't know a lot about it, but I could. I could point you in a direction, probably. Oh, yeah. No, just like get like a a soundboard. What was your favorite, you know, like sound effect on a radio show or something like that? There, there's so many great ones. <laughs> just the uh, uh, the 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 boinging spring. <laughs> the, the boing classic. spring. I mean, come on, you if can't not laugh when if somebody it. makes like a reference to a wiener or something. There's so many different versions of it. Usually, they're all pretty good. Virgins. Versions. Versions. Different types. Uh, are there? <laughs> Ah, different types, <laughs> always, which is a good thing. There needs to be different types, all types. It does otherwise? Why would you ever? Uh, why would you ever keep looking for anything? Uh, <laughs> had a pretty. If everything's the same. Why wouldn't you just stop where you're at and fucking? You know? In your mind, what would make the perfect communism? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, is the everybody bo- being dead? The, the, I don't know. <laughs> The, is the board the board collective? I'd say a hive mind is the closest thing to, to like for a communism to work. Yeah. Brainwashed. Most of the people have to just be dead. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> just a few. It puts the lotion on the skin, Matt. Indeed. That what a scary situation that would be. Into you're in a you're in a well, and this crazy guy with his wiener tucked back. Never, <laughs> I've never even considered myself being in Indeed. that situation. Man. Clarice. I mean, stuck in a spot maybe, but not with the serial killer looking down Ooh. at me telling me to put fucking ah. lotions on the skin. <laughs> I listened to that audiobook uh, narrated by Kathy Bates. Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Oh, wow. Really good. Wow. Really good. I could not recommend it enough. About, okay. you know, about a, a 12-disker, you know? No nice. big deal. I listened to one by Tom Clancy. It was like 30 oh, discs. Books are, every one of his books is like three, four hundred pages. It's outrageous. Outrageous. Uh, do you consider listening to an audiobook equivalent to reading a book with thine eyes? Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Equivalent is probably the right word, but I mean, I guess, yeah. Can be. Um, I mean, different people can retain it better. Yeah. In, in, in books that I've read and listened to, uh, definitely like a, a different experience. I don't know. Um, it's wild. I, I prefer it in certain doses. I do. It's, I, a, it's a, what's the type of book? Something like uh, I, mean, I listen to the whole Harry Potter. Fiction can be good. But I listen to the whole fiction Harry. Would probably be good because you're really reading a story. But if yeah. like the book I'm reading now, the sign and the seal, it's like there's so much stuff where it's reading like, with I gotta, your eyes or listening. I got reading with my eyes because Ooh. you got to be able to flip back and forth and reference what you read <sighs> 20 pages ago. That is way more effort than I want to put into a, reading it's a book. It's a lot That's of heavy. effort, but it's a, it's a compelling story very compelling uh, um, possibly the basis for all conflict in all of humanity porn is compelling 
But the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, I don't know if I'd, I would put the Ark of the Covenant and porn like on the same level of compelling. <laughs> they compel you to do different things, maybe. I don't uh, know. I'm compelled, Morty. <laughs> Indeed. Conflict. The source of all conflict, I'd say just uh, I mean, if, if, it, if it is what they said it was, then it was, a, it was a tool of ultimate power. And whoever held control over it, you know. Mm. Would would have ultimate power. What would you do with ultimate power? Uh, probably instill communism or something. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a second wiener. Potatoes. Oh man. I, if I had no, a second I wiener, feel like that'd be a curse. If I had a second wiener, I'd put it Jeez. like upside down over my own. So when I was having an erection, it's like a pincer. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Call it the Beatles. <laughs> Dung beetle. Uh, <laughs> the dung. That, that was infinitely better. That was infinitely better. Well done. The dung beetle. <laughs> oh my god. How do you get me talking about this? <laughs> yeah, that was excellent. I didn't even oh think to Lord. say dung beetle, but of course that's what a wiener's nickname would be called. I mean yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yours. Not, not necessarily anybody's. I have a reputation to maintain. So, so audiobooks are definitely uh, children's books. They are children's uh, books. They're, they're. I mean, there's, there's another. It's like there, you've got uh, an intermediary between you and the author, unless the author yeah. is the one reading the book. Uh, so it's like. Uh, I agree. That's a very good. That's a very good point. There's. If if the if there's not like real good direction being given to the voice actor yeah. that's reading it, maybe they're putting the inflection on the wrong word or they're using the wrong tone as they're saying something. So it's like you're conveying more by yeah. having it read to you, but as long as it's conveying the right thing or it's compelling the way it's being conveyed. I. So my stance on it is to listen to an audiobook is. You're getting the story, but it's the easy way out to consume it. When you read it with your eyes, like the book, I feel like means a little bit more and you're more involved. You have to fill in those voices. You have to narrate it. You have to like, it's up to you to interpret through the act of reading the emotions you're supposed to feel, the terror or whatever the author's trying to say. And I, I get that, that a lot of I times. Think that, I think that there's different, like, I think that, that I mean, I'm not an author, but it seems like you, through reading reading a written word versus hearing it spoken i think maybe uh you can build tension better yeah because the story's moving at the pace that the person can read it at mm -hmm. versus you know i mean how long is it like you know i there's there's books that i have the audio version where it's like it takes three hours but it yeah. takes me a you know well over three hours to read it for sure so uh you're taking your cues from punctuation and I don't know I think there's there's some things that are better to be read yeah. read read as a word on a page versus heard um, but I mean I think there's different different part in different ways that the, the, the audio version is better than the written version I mean the written the story yeah. is still as good but the experience uh, there, for some reason, it seems like you can visualize something. In some ways, you can visualize things so, maybe better or in a different way when when you're listening, when somebody's telling you a story versus when you're reading it. And it, it harkens back to the the, the you know the 
the spoken history that went yeah. on for, yeah, yeah. for how many thousands of years before anybody figured out how to communicate through like symbols, you know? I'll put it this way. Books are meant to be read. Reading is such an incredible ability, and I feel like that's that was the original purpose, and that's the all-purpose. But hear, hear me out. The experience of an audiobook is something... Books like, are meant to be read, and stories are meant to be told. Ooh, Matthew, put that on I thought I thought you were going to say that. No, no, you had to finish <laughs> it for me. But um, the narrators, if they're spot on, or like the production quality, like I've listened to Dune, it's awesome. They have different voice actors for different characters. Peter Coyote, I think he was the guy that he narrated Hatchet and his like raspy voice, like you really felt like it. And there's music in the background a little bit, but the best audiobook performance I ever heard I had to look up who did it. Cause it was, he was so manic and just, I was enthralled. Uh, the guy that narrated it, it was incredible. Really? This guy who narrated okay. it. it was long. I felt like a connection. Like you start to love how he tells the story mm -hmm. and then i'm sure you've had this before let me ask i don't know if a book story comes to mind or a book um when you get to a certain point at towards the end the climax where there's nothing that's going to stop you from reading the rest of it like i'm you have to see it out to the end i don't care how late i stay up i don't care how, long, how much it takes yeah. like I'm, yeah uh -huh. what, what book comes to mind when you get to that tipping point and there's just there's nothing whatever's uh, scheduled for the rest of the day is kaput i'm finishing this bitch <laughs> Uh, maybe Hatchet. I don't know. Hatchet I mean, was I, there's great. A, there's, I, I was always like an avid reader when I was. There was definitely a bunch of books. Um, but for me, there's there's a different a different thing where it's like you would you would not finish it because you didn't want it to you didn't want the story to be done yet. Oh my god, that's a terrifying. I mean, such an ode to the author for having told such a story to put those words in the right order and just entice someone to want to finish the story. I yearn for that. I hope one day, Matthew, I can make you feel such a way. I can tickle your balls of your... I can tickle your soul's balls <laughs> with my stories. Well, I mean, that's the whole purpose of telling the story, right? Yeah. Unless you're trying to have some sort of a, like a deeper meaning or something like that. I don't really know. I enjoy often telling stories of... People say in journalism, telling stories, it's just more artificial. And not artificial, but like, I just wrote an uh, article about the firefighter of the year and just learned about this guy's life. Grew up in Ukiah, started, like, was a welder, didn't like it, switched to EMT, became a fire, like, volunteer firefighter here in Winters. Firefighter of the year, this guy. And I don't know, that's another human having a human experience. Not sure where I'm going with this, but <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm telling his story. And I've told stories like this. Uh, just different people, different um, small businesses. There's always a story there. It's kind of dope. This person had the balls to start their own business, and they're going for it. It's successful or whatever. Like every story has a yeah. Has, everybody's has, just or a every person. Store, yeah. Everybody you see out there has got their own got their own life. They got their own story. Man. Yeah. Man. The the broken roads we take to get to the present. Yeah, you know, it's like more and more though. You you see people on the side of the road or something like that. So, uh, man, what are those people's stories? Went to go like, to the, uh, shout out to the Wreath Project, the Wreath Project yes. golf tournament, going over there to Hagen Oaks. And I was over there with uh, Curtis Stocking, the great and powerful, the realtor god, Curtis Stocking. And uh, Behemoth we're, there's the some drink, drinking to be had, and we're, we're, we're having a great time. We're with Jim <laughs> and then uh, Mike Barnett. It was an awesome time, just a great foursome, not sexually, but in golf. <laughs> And we're pulling up to this to the freeway, beautiful golf course, and there's a chain link fence. I say, Goaty. How many holes? What, 18 holes. 
18 whores. Uh, Nate of the whores. Just joking. What? 27. No. Um, so Goaty, we call him Goaty. 22. And um, I said, Goaty, there is a chain link fence between two realities right now. The haves and have nots. These homeless, poor, these poor bastards, these people, these human beings are just living on the side of the freeway and we're playing golf right in front of them. Like, I feel terrible. It, it's a weird conflict. I'm like, I'm not going to apologize for not being where you're at. It sucks. I feel a lot of it. People have zero chance because their mom was smoking crack when they're in the womb, beaten, abused. How are you supposed to turn out? Addicted? Yeah. Schizophrenic? Uh, naughty. Like, they're just disregarded. Yeah, and society doesn't I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer is, but whatever they're doing ain't. It's not working, yeah, but we're sitting there playing golf. And yeah. Goaty concurred. Yeah. <sighs> but we're in this reality right here, do? podcasting. What are you going to do? We're going to be better people, Matt. Oh. We're going to try to empathize and love our... Love is the answer, Matt. I don't care what you say, who you believe Indeed. in. Love is the answer. As long as it's not pedophilic. That love Jesus does not fly. Christ sandwich. That took a turn. Yes, it did. <laughs> a screeching halt. I have a sound effect of uh, a Woo! car just screeching to it. It's <laughs> yeah, a good one. But uh, I need to make some dinner, sir. Indeed. I think but, my uh, thank you. Home. Thanks for coming back onto the yes, tap, sir. Tap of the Peacock Lounge. I love every you. Love all of you. Indeed, mine. So much pleasure. All right. Good day, everybody. Good day. You lose. Good day, sir.